0: which we're not always familiar some are pretty obvious though one such word is breakfast did you have yours today by the way yeah it's always good to eat breakfast to break the fast that's literally what it means the first meal of the day after a person has been fasting is of course obviously breakfast break the fast Well, in our text today in the Old Testament reading, the prophet Isaiah teaches the people of Israel it's time to break the fast. What do we mean by that? Well, fasting had become an important part of the religious life of the Israelites, but in a bad way. In fact, it had become not only important, it was too important. It had become an end in itself. And God tells his people to break this kind of fast. Fasting or any other ritual that God's people gathered together might do can easily become an end in itself. This happened to Israel. It can also happen to us. We go through the motions of a ritual without realizing the meaning and the purpose of why we're doing what we're doing. Such fasting takes many forms. For example, have you ever sat and prayed the Lord's Prayer and rattled off the words quickly and then thought, what did I just pray? Did I actually pray something, or was I just muttering words? It's so easy for something like that to happen, to do something without really thinking about the true significance of it. Literal fasting, it can be done for show, something Jesus also condemned. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. And where is the praise of God in that? As Dr. Reed Lessing wrote in a commentary on Isaiah, it is easy for meaningful rituals to erode into empty acts. Consider the United States, a nation, in large part founded upon the belief in the God of the Bible, yet over time, many rituals have lost their significance. The president is sworn into office by placing his hand on a Bible. Congress opens its sessions with prayer. Money has stamped on it, In God We Trust. And the Supreme Court comes to order after the call, God bless the United States and this honorable court in a building whose south wall frees depicts Moses holding the Ten Commandments. And it does. His point? It's easy to say all the right things and at the same time attempt to use God to achieve our personal goals. Then prayer, worship, and acts of service become devices not to glorify God and serve our neighbor, but to serve our own ends. Lessing concludes, manipulating God to supply what we want is a veiled form of idolatry. We are the center. God is not. Then our unanswered prayers are not evidence of God's inattentiveness, but of human sin. That's what Isaiah was getting to in chapter 58. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. All of what we do to worship God and to serve our neighbor needs to be tested for integrity. For why are we doing this? Well, just as fasting is not an end in itself, so breaking the fast is not an end in itself either. It is rather the means to a new end, namely, that we might truly love God by serving our neighbor. This was the message of the prophets over and over and over again, as well as of Jesus, and so likewise of St. Paul. Even Luther, 15 centuries after the scriptures were written, thought about it this way. Remember what he said about preparing for attending the Lord's Supper? He said, fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but the person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has what? Faith in these words given and shed for you. That was Luther's take on it. Well, there's a wide variety of fast food available today. Fast food for the Christian is simply to quickly do what God desires for us to do, and that is to serve him through serving our neighbor. Jesus said it this way, "'My food is to do the will of him who sent me "'and to finish his work.'" So, as we Christians follow Jesus We fast from injustice and oppression, greed and selfishness. We fast to provide the real food of genuine love and care, in the power of the love and care that we have first received from God Himself, in Jesus and Him crucified. The fast we really want to do is that which flows from knowing that God really does love us, and he does, that our sins are forgiven, and that we might express that love, that grace, that mercy in Jesus in acts of love that really do serve our neighbors in ways large and small. Too often we think of serving only in the extraordinary big-picture kind of ways. You know, let's get out and petition the uh, Supreme Court of the, of the land or something like that. Service, <laughs> it's a lot more humble and a lot more down-to-earth than that. It's all the little things we do for each other, beginning in the home. Luther, again, taught us how such things Common things, such as scrubbing a floor, can be a true service to God. He advocated leaving behind empty rituals like misguided fasting for genuine service in a very real broken world. Luther also takes to task those who would hold up how they care for others as an example. He talked in a Christmas sermon of Well, you say you would have taken far better care of Jesus when he was born, better than the people of Bethlehem. Yeah, if you had only been present then, you would have washed his linens. You would have provided him a comfortable bed and warmth and care and all of these things. He goes on and on. Luther tells them they would have done no better than the people of Bethlehem. And if they really wanted to serve Jesus, Why don't you do it now? You have Christ in your neighbor. You ought to serve him for what you do to your neighbor in need, you do to the Lord Christ himself. Remember Jesus' teaching in Matthew 25, the surprise of the truly righteous at the king's verdict, not guilty, Come and enter into the joy of your Father. They don't recall a single act of their doing anything for Jesus, bringing food or drink, clothing or shelter, comfort and care. And yet Jesus says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That's the kind of fasting we want to do not because we have to, but because we've already been served in love by Jesus. The result of such service is God's blessings for many. As Isaiah said it, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. These words speak of joy. They speak of the glory of the salvation that God so freely gives, God's promises, his unfailing presence. That's what it's all about at its heart. And when that is at the heart, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help. And he will say, here am I. And so Isaiah reminds us today to to make a distinction between ritual fasting, which we put on for others, with that real fasting, which is done in love for Jesus. We are moved beyond fast talk, empty words and actions, to walking the talk. By faith, we need to distinguish between what is important and what is less important, what is crucial and what is not crucial. The cross of Christ, that's the crux of the matter. It's the dividing line between mere ritual and genuine service in love to our neighbor. As St. Paul said it in today's epistle, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except... Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And might we add, risen and giving His love to us today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.